Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But not a rose for Bethany. Bethany, Bethany, can't you see? There's nothing you can't... No, there's nothing you can't do. Bethany is a Renaissance woman. She can do it all. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are... The, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good about, I feel pretty good about that. All right, so we have we as in we I mean me because my my co-host is in Vegas right now. Again, when my voice goes up, it's because I don't really know a hundred percent. But she's doing a pole competition in Vegas. Yes, yes, she is a hundred percent. She's in Vegas and she's being amazing and she's being super dope. So, uh, stand in for today is our actual neuro nerd art department, Miss Bethany. Hey. What's up, Bethany? What's so up? Bethany is an, an incredible artist. I've known you since you were six. Was it six? <laughs> yeah, I was a teenager. But she, six okay, works, she, six she, she, she wasn't legal. I still look like I'm 10 anyway. You do look like you were 10, you know, <laughs> which is perfect for your Halloween costume. <gasps> it is. So for Halloween, she is going to be, you know what? I'm angry at that kid, so I can't even talk about him. What? I'm gonna, okay, so I'm going to be Dustin from Stranger Things for that Halloween. little bastard he is perfect he's not and perfect i want to protect him all right for everybody who's seen stranger things season two season yes, two right season two, yeah. he put all his friends in danger he put them in peril he was like oh here's this tiny baby strange little thing once he realized <laughs> it was a demigorgon tell your people yeah just tell your his, people he didn't pet. do it and, and and what happened? It tried to murder everybody d'artagnan is perfect he saved them at the end he, he did but he could have murdered them too but he didn't. Uh, you know what I want to do? I want to. So, so I live like on the side of a mountain over here. I'm gonna find a coyote. <laughs> I'm gonna find a feral coyote and be like, "Oh, I'm just gonna raise it, and then it's gonna murder all of us." <laughs> Demogorgons are fake. Though. With like the off it's a TV show, <laughs> with the off chance that one day that feral vicious creature is gonna save my life. No, in all likelihood, it's gonna give me rabies and murder the household. Okay, but the difference is, is that he found. 
D'Artagnan when he was just a little whatever you want to call baby Demogorgon. Yeah, Coyotes, like, you're saying you want to find a full grown adult one? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's be specific. A feral full grown okay. adult. So what D'Artagnan is the name of the the I guess the Demogorgon. Yeah. That's also the name of your pup, isn't it? Yeah. So I have a eleven almost eleven year old dog named D'Artagnan oh, called Dart for short. So <laughs> you also have Raven. Yeah, we have Raven and Shasta. And Shasta. Shasta's adorable. I've not have I met Raven? No, not yet. I haven't met Raven. I saw some pictures online. Raven went on her first train trip. Yeah. Which looked looked adorable. Yeah, she got to ride the train. She freaked out every time they did the whistle though. And she <laughs> so for, Raven likes to hug. She literally jumps up and wraps her arms around your leg and she will squeeze. So every time the whistle went off, she would jump either on me or my dad and just hug us because oh she was so freaked out. I would scare her more often because I just think that's adorable. <laughs> I, now, now, she would love you. I want, Of course she would. I'm amazing. Well, Shasta doesn't like you. No, Raven. Shasta doesn't like you very much. <laughs> Dart thinks I'm kind of cool. Dart likes everybody yeah. except for Raven. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, Raven kind of has like the the face, like the dogs that always look like they're smiling. Mm-hmm. She always looks like she's smiling. That's what everybody says. It makes me very happy. And I haven't been very happy lately. Why haven't I been ha- very happy, you're asking? So, <laughs> so I'm going to search for a therapist, right? Not like a regular therapist, like a crazy therapist. Not like <laughs> I'm looking for a therapist who's insane. I'm looking for a therapist who's going to like work on my crazy. So after I got out of the hospital, one of the first things that I did is find a therapist mm-hmm. to like help me, I don't know, process things because I never did because, you know, I, I'm a recovering Catholic and I was taught just to like shove all that stuff down. So one of the reasons I had crazy high blood pressure because I had a high blood pressure induced hemorrhagic stroke was I was stressed out all the time. I'd have these issues, I have these problems, and I would just like, instead of talking it out and talking to people and processing it like a normal adult <laughs> human being... I would just shove it down and pretend that everything was fine, you know, and it just ended up, I don't know, uh, uh, all that pressure built up. I was like dying inside until like it vented in a hole in a, in a, the right ventricle in my brain. So wait, the right gangle ganglia, I don't know the the thing in my head. (laughs) (laughs) So, so that was a bummer. So I started going to therapy. My first therapist, I wasn't ready for therapy because I was still kind of. I don't know. I was still like loopy. I don't really remember much of it. Like maybe about 75% of my visits. I didn't remember. Um, I, I, I didn't really like my therapist. I know that like, it was just really, really hard to talk to her. It was just weird. I just, I wasn't comfortable. I wasn't happy. I went to my second therapist. She was amazing. <laughs> she had like, she had the voice of an angel. Aww. She was so sweet. And she had like the most kind eyes. And I actually felt like she cared about me and my recovery until, until she just left. She's left. So I saw her for a few months and everything was like really, really good. And I was like, I felt like I was functional and I felt like I was like improving. She gave me like a bunch of tools. When you're in therapy, like you get a bunch of tools to like help you process things. So before it's like, like, let's just think of like your mental state is like, well, you need to dig a ditch. It's like, cool. What am I going to dig with? I guess I'll dig this giant ditch with my hands. That, that's that sucks. So you go to therapy and they give you like these tools. All right, cool. Well, maybe dig a ditch with like this little tiny hand shovel. So it's like, all right, cool. So I have this hand shovel and I'm, I'm now it makes it easier. Then you go week after week, month after month, and then you get more tools and it's like, okay, well now I can dig this ditch with this awesome shovel. And then, okay, well now mm-hmm. I have this excavator, which is amazing. So I, I was, I was getting all these tools and I was a little bit more functional. It was amazing. I was actually enjoying it. And then out of the blue, she disappeared. I got a call one day and it's like, oh, hey, so your therapist isn't here anymore. 
And I was like, oh, did she die? Like, what the hell happened? And obviously, they can't get too deep into, like, what happened. Yeah. But whatever happened, she just bounced. The the What really got me is I never got to say goodbye. Aww. You know? So it was like yeah. no closure. So now, on top of the PTSD, I also have abandonment issues. <laughs> <laughs> so that sucked. And I was really, really, like, uh, upset. I almost got to the point where I was like, I don't want to go to therapy. I talked about it on one of the episodes where I was like, I, I-, I think I'm done. I-, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. It's too much to start over. But then I had like this long conversation with myself and everybody where it's like, you've come so far to give up. So you can't give up. You have to like do this. I was like, all right, cool. I'll give this other person a chance. I'm just going to be brutally honest. So then my current therapist, I went to see her. And the first thing I said to her is like, I don't want to be here. (laughs) I I don't know if I like you. You're not my therapist. So after a few weeks, finally, like I got comfortable and like it was a pretty good relationship. I started learning from her. I got more comfortable. She gave me some tools. It was awesome. So... I have a, apparently a very gnarly case of PTSD. It sucks. It's again from complications at the hospital. It's 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 a thing, and it's the worst. So she, um, it, it I don't know, like all kinds of stuff. Anyways, she was like, I can't really help. Basically, she said, I can't help you, which sounds horrible. But because it's like I'm I'm here for for help because I need it. And she, so basically, she doesn't specialize in PTSD. And she wanted me as, as like, she's done everything she can in her power. And then she basically told me, she's like, I can't help you get better from this because Mm -hmm. I'm not equipped like an adult because she actually does her job. Well, she could just see me and just like collect money and be like, oh, well, Hey, how are you? Because I'm very entertaining. I'm very fun to be around, but that doesn't necessarily, that's not why I'm there. I'm not there to entertain her or to be fun. I'm there to have her help me. And she did the most adult thing in the world by saying, hey, I can't help you. We need to find somebody who can help you. Somebody mm-hmm. who specializes in PTSD. So this happened last uh, a week or so ago. You know, I, I actually don't know when we're airing this episode. So uh, <laughs> it, it happened a little while ago. And I was like, you know what? The immature me immediately jumped all on it. And I was like, you know what? F her. Screw her. I, I never want to see her. Again. I'm never going to go see her again. And I was dead set against ever going back. I'm never going to go see her again. That's it. She gave up on me. And it, the reality is she didn't give up on me. She actually just, she did an adult thing. She was like, hey, you need help. I, you need help that I can't give you. So we need to find somebody who can give you the help that you need, which is such an amazing thing. Yeah. But again, very immature Joe was like, F her. Screw her. I don't want to see her again. So a few days after, I was like, you know what? She's doing the right thing. Like, she's doing the right thing for me. Like, she's doing right by me. So, like, uh, I'm in the process right now of finding a PTSD therapist yeah. i guess that's is that what they're called it's a therapist that specializes in ptsd yes that's what i'm looking yeah. for which sucks but you know that's that's what's happening right now so i haven't i didn't go to therapy this week so it's been almost two weeks i haven't gone to therapy i feel a little crazy not crazy yeah. crazy you're out of your you're out of your schedule your flow i am i'm out of my routine and again for stroke survivors routine is everything mm-hmm. and when you break your routine you kind of get a little weird and i am <laughs> Might be a little weirder than normal. <laughs> um, I have a tendency of getting fidgety. Like when I get nervous, when I get anxious, or when I get a little bit too overwhelmed. And mm-hmm. I get fidgety. I like, I grab and I tug and like, I crack my knuckles a lot. And I, I just get real fidgety. I hate it. I My eyes dart around. It, it's weird. So I'm doing that a lot more, which sucks. I kind of feel like I feel I look like a crazy person. But then like, I'm, I'm really self-conscious about it. I'm like, oh, is anybody looking at me? Am I looking like a crazy person? Am I bouncing around? But, so yeah. So I definitely <laughs> need to find a therapist pretty soon. Or I might lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, so, so you're out of your routine. You need to get back into that and keep it going. And 
I, I do. I do. And I'm very, I'm super into therapy for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I think even if you're like a super healthy person mentally, I think every once in a while talking to somebody, just check in. Yeah. See how you're doing. I, I don't think that's a bad idea. And for me, who's a basket case and who's on the borderline of being batshit crazy, I, I think it's essential. Yeah. Well, and uh, for me, I'm in the process of finding my first therapist. Fun. Yeah. And so that's a whole ordeal since I've never been through that before. And so now it's trying to find, okay, who's going to be the right person for this? I have to look into several factors. Okay, is this person uh, PTSD is something I'm looking for as well. Also, are they going to be LGBT friendly? Are they going to be preferably a female in my case? I'd rather not have a male. And also, are they covered by health insurance, which is a huge thing. It it can get expensive. And so all of these factors come together and it gets overwhelming. Uh, it, it gets it really overwhelming. Absolutely does. Yeah. So so for me, just like you, I actually prefer a, a, a female. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people do. I think if it's a dude, I just kind of feel like I'm talking to a dude <laughs> and I kind of feel like my, um, my, not, not, a, I'm, I'm a dumb guy. Like, I just feel like, Hey bro, what's up, man? <laughs> I don't yeah. feel like, so this is how I'm feeling. Not that I'm like that every session, but like, I don't feel like I would open up to a dude. I, I grew up with women. Yeah, I grew up with it's all women. It is, and I feel very comfortable in speaking to women. I feel comfortable in talking to dudes about sports in a different way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so I, I'm, but like the process, does it make you nervous? Oh heck yeah! So I asked, I asked my parents for help because I had no idea where to start. I texted you for help too, and Felice, I think, mm-hmm. actually texted back at one point too. I was like, okay, who do I know that's been in the search for a therapist before who do i know has a therapist this guy right here yeah so that was one of the first things i did as i told my parents i was like hey can you help me find a therapist and then i texted you and i was like hey what was your process of doing this and now you're going through it again and we're Yay. both kind of trying to find one and misery loves company it is very nerve-wracking because you're like this is a person i need to feel comfortable with but i think you use the analogy for me it's like dating it's okay it's absolutely like dating. Yeah. So there's even right now, I haven't found anyone. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of nerves. Like, oh, I wonder if they're going to like me. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wonder if we're going to vibe. Like, it's really weird because it's absolutely because you have to be comfortable. Yeah. You absolutely. can't be there and be like, I don't want to tell you how I feel. That's like these are really like this. It's as personal as you can get. Mm-hmm. And the only person that you kind of feel that connection with, you can say family, yeah. which is fine. But your significant other, there's like a, another level of comfort. Yeah. Because that person gets to see you naked as an adult. Yeah. It's like <laughs> naked physically for one and then naked emotionally for Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So like your most vulnerable is like when you get out of the shower and like <laughs> and you're, you're kind of like, oh, if somebody sees you that way, you're like, oh, obviously I'm super comfortable with you. Yeah. You have that same feeling inside when you're opening up and talking about your childhood things that mm-hmm. affect you, like things that you hold on to, you know, that it's the same thing with a therapist. Like yeah. you, you have, you have to have that type of comfort and you and have it to doesn't be willing. Come, yeah. It doesn't come quickly. And you have to be willing to say, no, this isn't working. And just like in your case, the therapist has to be willing to say, Hey, you need to move on to somebody else who is going to help you like a big jerk. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, it, it was good for you. again, uh, I'm, I'm a little bitter only because I don't want to go through this process. Yeah. You're going through it. Mm-hmm. Imagine doing this three times. Yeah. I was about to say, this is my first time you've done it a few times. It's a lot. And it's, doesn't seem like it gets easier. No, no, no. It does. If anything, it gets a little harder. And it's just, it's again, it's exactly like dating. Mm-hmm. I kind of have the and feeling. You know what you want. I do. Yeah. I do. It's kind of, it's kind of like dating, like in junior high school. So in mm-hmm. junior high school, when you have a girlfriend, for me, 
she was everything. <laughs> Nothing mattered. Family didn't matter. Eating didn't matter. Life didn't matter. School didn't matter. Only your significant other because mm-hmm. that just means everything. So one of my ex-girlfriends, like in junior high school, like left me out of the blue for like no reason. Aww. I still don't know why today. Maybe I should talk that out in therapy. But like <laughs> I, I was like crushed. Like it just broke my soul. That's kind of how I feel about losing my other therapist that just kind of left. Yeah. Where I'm like, I, I have so many questions. You yeah. Know? And well, it's. I've heard of that happening before. And that's as a therapist, like you're leaving these people who rely on you too, instead of being straight up, like your current one is saying, Hey, I can't help you right. anymore. You know what, you know you what sucks? Somebody who's better. You know what sucks? As much as I love my other therapist, the one that just left. Yeah. What a dick. <laughs> what a dick. But I can't because she was so sweet. And yeah. she, I, I needed that at that time mm-hmm. in my recovery. Like she was everything that I needed. I don't know if I would have gotten this far without, without that. You oh, know? That's good to acknowledge. And then, like, I think I made it afterwards out of spite, <laughs> like with like just sheer piss and vinegar. You I can just <laughs> fuel yourself for weeks on spite. <laughs> Seriously, so like I, I was fueled by hatred. No, 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 no hate. All love, all love. Um, but yeah, it, it's th- this whole process is this whole process is giving me PTSD. <laughs> you and I are both very anxious people. And yes. obviously you've helped me a lot. Since I've known you. I'm a helper. Yeah. I was supposed to say you're a helper. I'm a helper in a different way. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've helped me a lot over the years, too. That's why I felt comfortable asking you and Felice, like, hey. Well, Bethany, you're you're family. And and we obviously want to do everything in our power to to help you, Mm -hmm. like, be the best version of yourself. Because I think that's what we should be doing as people. Yeah. You know, I, I think we should help one another. Um, as best we can. And Mm -hmm. if you see somebody that's in peril or that needs help, help them. Yeah. So, so new Joe, (laughs) I do that because like, I'm, I'm a natural born helper. Like I want to help other people. Mm -hmm. I used to do it despite myself. I used to help other people because I was lacking. And then I would see other people like succeed and do sort of like really, really good things. And then that would make me feel good and forget about how terrible and awful I felt and all these disturbing feelings that I had. Yeah. Now Joe 2.0, I can help people comfortably knowing that I'm helping them feel as good as I feel because mm-hmm. I'm not like, man, I'm broken, but I help somebody. I'm like, man, I'm feeling pretty good and positive and I help somebody, you know, it's, it's a, it's a different, it's a different thing. You know, I want everybody to succeed. I want everybody to enjoy life because life is beautiful people. Yeah. Yeah. I came so close to not being here. Therefore I'm, I'm, I'm praising <laughs> this little blue marble, marble we call earth. I love it. Um, and, and hopefully I can find a, a therapist to, um, I don't know, help balance out like these little PTSD attacks, mm-hmm. which suck. So I don't have night terrors anymore. Yeah. Which is amazing. Thank you, Stella. My amazing wonder pup. She has given me a huge part of my life back, which is sleep. Who Nobody really understands unless you have insomnia, mm-hmm. how difficult it is to sleep and how amazing it is when you actually get a good night's sleep. Yeah. How difficult it is to function after a terrible night's sleep, mm-hmm. you know? I was afraid to go to sleep. I actually feared going to bed. Like it would get dark and I'd be like, uh, I don't want to have another one of these night terrors. Yeah. My dog gave me that part of my life back. And I'm always, you know, in, in, in debt to my pup. She's that's, that, that, that's why I feed her. And having known you for so long <laughs> and, see, and seeing before you had Stella and you guys talking about what we're thinking about getting the service dog mm-hmm. for you and whatnot. And then seeing after is a huge difference because you are so comfortable after having her. And you became so much more brighter and able, felt more confident. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I, I was able to think. It's, yeah, it sounds really weird. She grounded you. She did. She did. It, it, it sounds really weird. Um, uh-huh. I always had in the back of my head, sleep, 
mm-hmm. fear. There's always a certain amount of fear. And that just led to exhaustion. I was mm-hmm. exhausted every day. I was afraid to go to sleep. So then I would just wake up. And, and when you're so tired, you can't really think right. Yeah. You're not thinking straight. And that's what it, that's what it was. I, I would make mistakes, and all right. On top of the fact that I have, I kind of have brain damage. Mm-hmm. I did have a hemorrhagic <laughs> stroke. Kind of, you did have brain damage. <laughs> so, like, I, my my neurons aren't really uh, connected. Yeah. So, on top of the fact that I'm exhausted, and what do you need to heal? You need sleep. Mm-hmm. You absolutely need sleep. That's what you need. Yeah. So it's bringing back around to D'Artagnan mm-hmm. too. D'Artagnan sleeps in my bed every night, and oh. while I can fall asleep pretty much anywhere, and I mean literally anywhere. <laughs> uh, I sleep so much better when I have him in my bed. Oh. Uh, so I even upgraded the size of my bed so he had more space. It's on the floor now so he can get up on it easier because oh, it used to be too tall for him because he's getting a little old. And it's having my Dart's not a therapy dog, but he mm-hmm. might as well be in right. the house. Oh, absolutely. And so he grounds me a lot and he can sense when I'm overly anxious. If uh, That's usually how my family knows if I'm feeling particularly anxious is if D'Artagnan is by my side the entire day oh what is so he's absolutely your therapy dog yeah he hasn't been trained to be but he's absolutely yeah he hasn't been trained to be so i can't take him places or anything Mm -hmm. but i don't usually need him in public like i know stella for you is very important in certain public yeah certain spots i i I definitely need yeah and d'artagnan for me is more so at home because i'm somebody who gets really trapped in my thoughts and in my brain Mm -hmm. and so having something that grounds me at home is the important thing because if i'm out outside doing things i'm usually pretty okay Mm -hmm. but when i'm by myself that's when Things How, get a little dark. It does. does yeah. All right. So that's one of the main reasons I never meditated. So I've meditated now the better part of every single day yeah, that I've been yeah. out of the hospital, which has been amazing. And Bethany, you're killing it right now. Yeah, I'm at a 116 days. Today oh, will be 117. Yeah. Oh, that was a weird high five. I think I just <laughs> sprained my finger. <laughs> you I my think wrist. I high five high five high five your forearm. <laughs> So that, that's amazing. Yeah. So for me, before post-stroke, I would try to meditate and I would just go to dark places because mm-hmm. all I had was my thoughts mm-hmm. and silence. I, I just, I had no idea. I just went dark. It was really, really weird. Now I look forward to it. Mm-hmm. I look forward to shutting everything else down and just focusing on the day, mm-hmm. focusing on the breath, yeah. focusing on, okay. The, the, what, what, what am I visualizing? What yeah. am I seeing? You know, it's it's beautiful. The part of meditation for me that was really important because I'd started a couple of years ago and then stopped, as mm-hmm. I told you. And then it was because of you that I was like, you know what? I need to get back into this again. So I'm on day 116, like yeah. and going strong. And some days it's just the quick ones mm-hmm. just to remember to breathe. But for the most part, my favorite part is when I do those 10 or 15 minute ones and they say, just let your thoughts go. Because I feel so much of meditation is construed as you need to look at those thoughts and empty your mind kind yes. of thing. Whereas this is just, you actually have to acknowledge that those thoughts are there mm-hmm. and that can make it dark, but it feels very relieving in it a does. way. It, and does. it releases. It's, it's processing. Yeah. It's actually processing. It so is. there's this amazing animation from Headspace. We both do Headspace. Yep. Headspace.com. Headspace sponsor our show. So Please. it's, it's an animation of like a freeway. So like you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're like chilling on a freeway and you see the cars go by and you're like looking at every single car and you're like, you can't. You you acknowledge them. Or, okay, the car went by, and then there's another one, and then there's another. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like look at every single one. You acknowledge that they're there, and you don't have to stay on each one. It's like, oh, there's a car. Oh, yeah. there's another car. You All just right. acknowledge there's that it's car. there, and then that's move it. On. It's, it's like, oh, here's this dark thought, and it never invalidates. <laughs> yeah, right. It never invalidates those dark thoughts. It's always those are valid feelings and emotions. You just need to address that they're there, but keep going. Right, and then move on. So for me, I always thought I was meditating wrong. 
because like I would drift mm-hmm. and I would like just beat myself up. Man, I can't stay focused. I'm, tri- I'm thinking about like the Clippers. <laughs> I'm thinking about this Lakers. movie. I'm thinking about this. Nobody thinks about the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Clipper. This is a Clipper. This is a Clipper podcast. So I, I would just feel horrible. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, oh man, I'm doing it wrong. And then I remember um, Headspace was the first one where they would like, he, it's a guided meditation. So he talks to you and he's like, and now this and now that. And then like, he would just be really quiet for like 30, 40, 50 seconds. Yeah. And then I'm like, did my phone die? Right. And then I would start thinking about stuff and I'm like, oh man, I got, and then he would come in and he's like, hey, if you drifted off, that's okay. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah. It's- he's like, J- just realize you drifted off and, and then come back. back to the breath. And I'm yeah. like, oh, he gets it. It's like, he's right there with you. I'm like, yeah. oh man. So I, I don't feel guilty. Every once in a while, I'll drift more, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm having, like, one of those days where I'm just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to meditate a little longer or maybe yeah. two, three times, little quick meditations through the day, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, just to keep your head straight. And that's something I've done even sometimes when I've been overly anxious. I'm like, okay, I'm going to meditate. feels good for a little bit because my anxiety is just like, no, you're not going to be – you're not going to be able to focus on anything. And one of my friends or family members will notice and they'll be like, hey, maybe you should do another session and whatnot because I'm pretty open about – Saying, that's hey, awesome. I meditate. And so they're like, hey, maybe you should meditate that's again. That's great that they, they can tell, though. Yeah. You know? Do you take offense? No, I don't at all. Because I want, I don't like bluntness, but I do like people being able to say like, hey, maybe you should do this. Right. Uh, and reaching out. I, I, I don't take offense, but like I get really like sometimes like I get amped really quickly because I yeah. wake up overwhelmed. Yeah. I wake up like halfway to being crazy overwhelmed. I don't wake up normal. <laughs> my my normal is like at a five. I yeah. say that all the time because it's absolutely true. So then like if I'm like upset and I get a little, a little you know, like angry for like over nothing, you know, the police will be like, you, you know, you, you should meditate. And in my head, I'm like, I don't need to meditate. Yeah. I, I see everything to be fine. Defensive. Yeah. yeah I, I am. Get that way because like too, yeah. I get like so upset for no reason because I'm overwhelmed. Well, Obviously, I- I'm not thinking correctly. I know for me, sometimes if I get defensive about it, it's I'm upset that it's become visible to mm-hmm. other people. That, I think that affects me too. Because I, I don't want to, I don't want to affect people negatively. I don't want them to see that I'm anxious. I don't want it to rub off on other people or something like that. But I've gotten a lot better about actually reaching out to my friends and be like, hey, this is what's happening right now. This is how I'm That's feeling. Good. Uh, it's taken a long road to get here because mm-hmm. I didn't know about anxiety really until I was in high school. Right. And it was my last year of high school. And so it's been almost 10 years since then that I've been like, okay, I've had 10 years of learning to deal with this, finding people and being very blunt with them and saying like, hey, this happens. Call me out for it if it happens, if it impacts you. So when it when I get visible about it, I will get defensive sometimes because I'm like, no, I don't want it to affect you. Right. And so it's learning that it's okay to reach out. Yeah, I I feel I I get upset because I'm vain. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like i that's i i the last thing i want is for people to, to look at me like oh man just weird or yeah. oh that's a stroke thing or like i'm really i don't want that to be a thing mm-hmm. so i think i get upset too because i'm like oh man why why am i feeling this way yeah why am i so reactive why am i so and a lot of times it's just because i am always so overwhelmed mm-hmm. already that i just need everything just to be quiet right you know yeah. like everything is i'm so overstimulated with everything Mm -hmm. so i i not that i need like blinders or anything but i just need like quiet because i can't think and if Mm -hmm. somebody's talking to me like i I can't process what they're saying because i'm still trying to figure out why am i so upset i'm the same way like i that's why oh that's why i have the headphones on always Mm -hmm. you know because i just need to like i need silence you know yeah and and not everybody's gonna listen to you when you say hey look i just just 
please. I don't need any noise right now. Oh, yeah. but what do you need? Oh, let me. No, I just no, need just nothing need... right now. Yeah. It could be like two minutes. It could be an hour. I don't know. I just know right now I feel like I, I need to disappear. I need to uh, uh, Thanos to snap his finger <laughs> and for me to vanish right now because it's yeah. like, it's crazy. Just off the face of the earth just for a little bit of time. Yeah, seriously. I, I think that's, that's what's helpful about meditation. It helps you balance that. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't always have to go so, um, I don't know. You don't have to disappear for away from people for so long. For so long, yeah. yeah. It, you do maybe quickly. Quickly, yeah. You know, in and out. But I know I used to have the bad habit, and I've had it a couple times where I'd go, because I have friends I talk to every day. Mm-hmm. And if they don't hear from me for over 24 hours, they get worried, because that's how I keep grounded is by constant communication. I'm somebody who, I'm very clingy and affectionate. I need to be able to talk to people. Mm-hmm. So when I don't talk, they're like, Hey, what's going on? And yeah. I would do that and not say anything and then just come back like nothing happened. And it was super toxic. Same here. I, I, super toxic. I, would, go, I would go dark for days. Yeah. It's you know? so like negative and it just makes I, cause me I always felt, feel I always felt, I always felt like I don't want to bring you down. Yeah. You know that's what I mean? exactly what, I, yeah. And that's where the mind goes. And it's like, it, like I, oh man, you're doing amazing things. This is going great for you. I'm oh, not, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm struggling. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, why, wanna... why do I want to do that? I, I feel I would feel guilty that like I'm burdening you with like my mm-hmm. negativity yeah. instead of like, hey, I just want to celebrate how awesome you are. Yeah. You know, that's great. Mm-hmm. But if it's a friendship, if it's a real friendship. It goes both ways. It does. If yeah. it's a real friend, you're not bumming them out. You're actually just sharing with them. Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. And they're. I, I know one of my friends, and I'll just say her name is Liz, so she can get embarrassed when she listens to this. <laughs> What's up, uh, Liz? <laughs> Uh, I reach out to her constantly and she reaches out to me for stuff and we're always apologizing to the other for doing that and we're both having to remind each other like hey no we're here for each other this you, you is know what you should say what, whenever either one of you reach out say don't you have friends <laughs> oh yeah we're it yeah it's, don't apologize you guys are being each other's support system yeah, which is we, great we've gotten a lot better about it and um she's been there too with the process of me trying to find a therapist mm-hmm. as well because she knows the struggle and it's it's nice to have that support system. It's just reminding yourself that support system is there. Cause yes. it's so easy. And that's like I said, that's what I like about meditation too, is you can give yourself some solitude for a short amount of time mm-hmm. without actually just disappearing from everything right. for you, a you day take, or more. It's like a mental vacation almost. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a mental vacation. It, it is. It's it, sometimes it's literally 60 seconds. Sometimes yeah. it's like 10 minutes. I try to do, t- I do 10 minutes every single morning and every once in a while, I might need like three minutes here and there. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's very helpful. So don't feel like you're burdening your friend if they're your friend because mm-hmm. they're your friend. Yeah. I just said friend three times in a row. Um, <laughs> but on, on, on the flip side, you have to want to, to I don't know, it, the friendship goes both ways, mm-hmm. you know, like you need to be open to them. You too, absolutely sure. do. You know, you have to share and say, hey, so I don't want to burden you with this, but sometimes I might have to. And then on the flip side, you have to figure out that other side has to figure out how they can help you. And you have to figure out how they can help you as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like if it's like, hey, if I don't reach out, just like hit me up and say, hey, you need to reach out. Do you need anything? And then the other side needs to be like, hey, I kind of need this. Yeah. Just be open. Symbiotic relationship. It's and it doesn't always start easy. You have to build up to it sometimes and or a lot of times, actually, where it's Sometimes you have to work at it. You'll be like, yeah, we're making progress. This is great. And then one of you reverts for a little bit. And you have right. to pull back out and be like, no, 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 no. Because that's the game of mental health. That's the game that, of PTSD. That, that's, that's what I don't want to do with a new therapist. Yeah. I don't want to start over. Let's just talk to some new chick. But it'll be good for you. Because this is somebody who's going to be able to focus on your PTSD. But when I make my first heroin joke, 
<laughs> is she gonna laugh at me? She's not me. So, I, I, so, so my my the therapist I really liked, I would joke like that, and she would just, oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then my my current therapist, I, I would joke like that, and then she tried to ter- get real therapisty, where she'd be like, well, why do you make those jokes? <laughs> why do you find that funny? I'm like, it's because I'm an idiot. I'm He's like, made these jokes since I've known him, so that's been about ten years. It's just who I am. It's there's not like, oh man, I really want to do that. No, nobody should do heroin. That's the dumbest thing in the world. I just think it's funny. Why? I don't know. It's it's just dumb. It makes me giggle. You know what I just realized? Hmm. I've met you the same year that I found out that I have anxiety. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you've been with me on this whole... Oh, man, your anxiety trip. journey. Yeah. This is awesome. Man. And I, I'd like to be, you know, part of the support system. Yeah, and you always have been, and I appreciate oh, it. It's, you know, do you want to know why? Hmm. I'm pretty amazing. You are pretty amazing. <laughs> See, it's verified. I'll I- actually compliment him for once. <laughs> How amazing am I? I usually side with the other one <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just hear you, me <laughs> <laughs> put a spotlight on you but me- mental health is, is it's a, it's a lot you know i mean it can make or break you mm-hmm. like don't fight it i fought it for years i knew there was something wrong i just didn't know how to go about fixing it yeah. you know and now i know how to go about fixing it i just have to find the right person to help me with it yeah you know like it's it's just weird and patience is important patience yeah, it's hard i'm an impatient person just like I'm, you oh. patience not one of my virtues yeah. i just want to be done yeah. you know so like i i it helped me with this therapist mm-hmm. where i was like you know what I'm not going to pull any punches. I'm going to go in. I'm just going to be brutally honest. And I was brutally honest. I said, I didn't say mean things, but I absolutely was not nice. I was just like, this is how I feel. This is what this is. Yeah. So I, I kind of, I I, I don't know. I I don't want to do any of that stuff again. It's, it's again, everything is overwhelming. This is just another thing that I don't want to do, but it's necessary. It's necessary. As difficult as it is, it's, it's absolutely necessary. It's kind of, it's like, I, I had my heart broken. I had my heart broken by my other therapist. Now I have abandonment issues. This therapist, I didn't really love. I don't love her. I like her. I like her a lot. Like, I think she's really cool. She's helped me a lot. There's probably a better fit out there, and I'm going to find that. Exactly. But, like, it's it's like dating. It's like, oh, man. It's yeah, a- I guess I like this chick. She's yeah. cool. But there's probably a better fit. You shouldn't guess you like your therapist. You mm-hmm. should absolutely like your therapist. Yes. You know? And even if you don't like them as a person, because you don't have to get to know them personally mm-hmm. like that. Just they're doing a job, you know, they're like they're working for you. Yeah, you're paying them. <laughs> exactly. This is for your mental health. So you need to be comfortable 100 percent. And if you're not comfortable 100 percent, find another one. Yeah. You know, it's not like dating where you're like, well, you know, I, I guess I'm got No, this I is like settle down. Now. Yeah. Like, like you're, you're actually this, you're paying this person. <laughs> they're like prostitutes. Is that is that a weird analogy? <laughs> Is that a strange analogy calling <laughs> therapists like prostitutes? <laughs> so I mean, like you, you, have, you have to like find like the right one. It's just this this whole process is just too much. And also, you know, just like the whole PTSD thing, mm-hmm. it, it's just hard. It was hard for me to even admit that I had PTSD for like ever. And now it's just like, oh, PTSD, 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 PTSD. Yeah. It's like, oh god, why can't it be over with, man? But in the meantime, I'm doing my best with meditation. I'm doing my best with like not going dark, not going into a yes. negative place. Um, I'm doing, I don't know, more, cre- I'm actually doing, this is a special podcast. This isn't my normal podcasting day. You know, I'm really happy to have Bethany here. She's, she's staying with Thank us you. for, um, uh, a, a few days because she's going to party with us for Felice's birthday Woo-hoo. and we're going to jump in a pool and get yes. drunk. No, no we're not going to dr- no. get drunk. We're going to drink responsibly because we're adults. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely what we are. We're going to play with dogs. We're going to eat healthy food. 
to help our brains function correctly. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know what? I wish I had other outlets too. You, you have an incredible outlet. Mm-hmm. Bethany is a phenomenal artist. Thank now you. she's our art department. She designed our logo, which is the dopeness. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> um, you. you can check out her stuff at Vintage Lichen, yep. at Vintage Lichen on uh, Instagram. Seriously, she's amazing. It, like, and it's not just like, oh, well, she does like, like you know, like uh, guys who do tattoos. Like, <laughs> oh, well, this guy like specializes in koi fish. This guy does black and white. You name it. She, she's like the Swiss Army knife of artists. <laughs> and not only that, she's like a dope musician. She's she, you're everything. You know, do do you feel that um, you use that to kind of like balance you out sometimes? Oh, absolutely. Uh, usually, usually you can tell depending like on my mood, if I'm feeling mm-hmm. particularly like anxious is if I kind of escape to play piano for hours at a mm-hmm. time, like I will make my hands hurt from playing piano. And that's oh, wow. an outlet for me is I will actually sweat when I play piano sometimes because that's just what I need to get it out. Uh, I've started painting on bigger canvases more because oh. it's a bigger, way bigger. I showed you the one that's like four feet tall. With pretty cool. Foil. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, so it's a it's a big outlet. I'm a big fan of art therapy. I wrote um, my senior high school, well, actually, one of my high school theses kind of thing mm-hmm. on art therapy and the importance of it and how sometimes uh, communications verbally mm-hmm. aren't for everybody. And so for me, that's what I'm pursuing now. But art has always been my therapy. It's beautiful for a very long time. It really is. Like certain people speak through art. So mm-hmm. like a lot of people talk. All right. So my fa- one of my favorite rock stars ever, my favorite musicians is Jimi Hendrix. Yes. And he has an I amazing singing voice. Mm-hmm. Like you hear him. He's just passionate. He has so much soul behind his, his, his words and the way he sings. But he really, really sings when mm-hmm. he plays guitar. Yes. So like that's absolutely him singing. That's his true voice when he plays guitar. And you can hear it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's beautiful. I think I think it's amazing. Yeah, that's how he makes, that's how he communicates is through that. It's like I've always, so I play guitar as well, but piano is my main outlet. Mm-hmm. But my favorite guitarists are Jimi Hendrix and Eric Clapton and Dave Gilmore. Dave Gilmore, I don't know Dave Pink Gilmore. Floyd. Pink Floyd. Okay, yeah. I never really got into Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah, no. Dave Gilmore is kind of like Jimi Hendrix where he makes that guitar sing. That's crazy. Uh, remind me to play some of his guitar solos for you. But those three, for me, I'll just put them on sometimes and just listen to their guitar solos because there's so much communication there and it sounds like the guitar is speaking to you. That's awesome. And they're not. It's just it's a guitar. I've heard a couple of Pink Floyd songs where I'm like, oh, man, this is dope. what is it? Pink Floyd? Oh, that's Pink Floyd? Oh, okay. I never got into them. I think when I first heard them, very immature. <laughs> so, like, I was just, this song's eight minutes? Nah, man, I can't listen to that. Oh, man, and I love long songs. <laughs> no, like, and I was I was the six-year-old that would be in the car with my dad yelling comfortably numb lyrics at the top of my <laughs> lungs. Like, you can, you can ask him this story. He will tell you. We were in Las Vegas because it's where I grew up. And comfortably, you know, I was playing on the radio in the car. And I'm just, like, singing it at the top of my lungs. And the cars next to us, because we had the windows down, we're like, what the heck is going on in this car? <laughs> There's this little girl just singing comfortably numb. And it's like. That's funny. When I first met you, when I first, first met you, um, there was that that hotel, that old hotel. What was it called in uh, Groveland? Uh, uh, is it Groveland? Yeah. The, we just talked about it. It's the Hotel Charlotte. Hotel Charlotte in, in Groveland. It's like this really old hotel. I guess give, give a quick description of what it is. Uh, it's an old like Gold Rush era hotel. Uh, it's. Pretty much it. It's a little gold rush hotel. It's it's really cool, and it, it's they have a piano kind of in like the waiting area. Yeah, there. I don't know if they. I don't think they still have it, but back then. And Bethany, like we we like I've known you a little bit. I didn't know like you played like this, and she just kind of like oh piano, and she just went over, and then she just started playing like you, you were Amadeus. It was crazy. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, you're an amazing amazing artist, and you play piano like a pro. You Thank didn't you. just like 
tickle the, the, the ivory. Like you were playing piano. It was beautiful, you know? Thank and what's you. funny is I could see like a certain amount of comfort mm-hmm. in you just behind the, the piano. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's like, I could tell that's like one of your passions because I was like, oh, you look crazy comfortable. You know <laughs> what I mean? You. That means a lot to me. Like I never looked like, not that you're like crazy. You're pretty quiet, you know, is- for the for the most part. Which is really funny because I think that says a lot about the fact that uh, my nickname used to be Hammy over the hedge <laughs> because I'm actually a very hyperactive and loud person. Mm-hmm. It's just depending on which crowd I'm around. Like, so with you guys, I'm pretty quiet mm-hmm. and chill. And it's because the quieter I am, it means the more comfortable I am around I'm, you. I'm, I'm very loud, too. Yeah. Well, that's how comfortable <laughs> I am around you is I'm quiet. Oh, that, that's, that's good. That that's makes me feel better. So, uh, like, it's not that you looked uncomfortable or anything, but I was like, oh, Bethany's always got, you're a little bit of an introvert, it seemed like. But as soon <laughs> no. as you got behind, as soon as you got behind the piano, I was like, oh, like, I've never seen you physically so comfortable. Like, your aura behind that piano, it was, it was amazing. I was like, oh, man, that's that's what Bethany does. You're just yeah. an artist all the way around. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and as for your, your your painting, your drawings are amazing. Like, you're, you're just in- incredible. <laughs> I, like, I, I can do stick people. You can. They're the best damn stick people. I took two semesters of art in high school. How long ago was that? Two, year, <laughs> two, two years ago, because I'm 19 years old. <laughs> no? No? Did anybody, buy, did anybody buy that? No? No? Yeah, it was it was a very long time ago. But no, that's beautiful that you have like other outlets. For yeah. me, it used to be sports. It used to be basketball, mm-hmm. you know? Then I tore up my knee. I wasn't able to do that, so that was a bummer. Um, gaming has been a big help to me. Like, it, it's a help now because it's a great pastime. It takes you somewhere else, and you're focusing on, I don't know, whatever ridiculousness is uh, on the screen. But it's also like mentally, it helps me too because I'm a big fan of puzzles. Yeah. And it helps me like solve puzzles. Oh, yeah, no, that focus is so... That's that focus you get when you do it so good. Sometimes you're just like, oh, I'm focusing on this. And you just go on everything else. Absolutely. And every once in a while, it just feels good to shoot mutants in the face. That's true, too. Eh? That's true, You know, too. I love Fall. That's like my favorite game. <laughs> but yeah, o- overall, I'm I'm uh, I'm very nervous still about mm-hmm. starting over. Um, I'm still, I was reluctant at first. I'm not anymore. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm very nervous. Yeah. I just want it, I just want it to be over. Yeah. You know, I just want it to be done. That's I want to get in that rhythm. It's kind of it's kind of like all right, well, you know, like whenever there's any kind of struggle, it's like yeah, I understand like the struggle has to happen, but I I just want it to be good, mm-hmm. you know. Even now it's it's hot. I just want it to be not hot. Yeah, right? I want it to be cool. You know what I'm gonna do? You know what I'm gonna do immediately after this? Jump in a pool. Same. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it like even when I'm hungry, I'm hungry. I just want the food to be in my system. I don't even want to eat. I just want the sustenance. Yeah, you don't want to go through the process. Body. It's like when I come down here to visit you guys, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that drive because I drive down here. I don't fly. Right. Uh, I don't take the train. I've done that before. Not my favorite. So I, I like drive down here. Oh, I just don't like the little layovers kind of thing. Yeah, the layovers. I have to yeah, take a bus like... and then I have to take a train. Yeah, just, yeah, that's true. And I have to have somebody pick me up from the train station. So I drive because it's <clears throat> easiest. Mm-hmm. But driving down here, I'm like, I don't want to do it. I drive down 99 and it's just. Road. Yeah, it's road. There's <laughs> nothing to see. And so what I started doing, so talking to my me uh started talking to my friend on the bluetooth in my car so that way i have company to keep me grounded because driving can make me very anxious especially on mm. big roads because i'm always like i just want to get there i just want to get there be done do, do you do better um at, at a, a like during the day do you do better with like less traffic like what what's less really traffic uh traffic can set me off i'm somebody who's very much like i love going to the bay area because there's amazing public transit there Mm -hmm. so i can just park and then take public transit everywhere what actually makes me anxious usually is other drivers because they're idiots yeah they're stupid sorry guys most of you guys are morons yeah and then parking situations so like trying to find parking and things oh man 
like when I when you guys used to live in your old place and trying to find parking, that was a used pain. to set me off yeah, when that... I would have to come here. That's why I was like, can I just be in their apartment? Can I just teleport? <laughs> can I just teleport? But I've learned to appreciate the drive. Like I said, I talked to my friend mm-hmm. as I come down. I have company. Keeps me grounded, keeps me going. And That's then good. I'm like, oh, hey, cool. This is the, where I'm going to end up. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be an end result. It's just right. Sometimes that initial journey. Deal, yeah. Is learning a lot. to deal with that journey is a lot. Even just going out to do something or socialize. Like, oh, I'm man. an extrovert, so I like socializing. Mm-hmm. But my I'm anxiety not. will, yeah, no, I love socializing. I'm, I'm an introvert, extrovert. I'm I, an extrovert. I'm an introvert, extrovert, too. Introverted, extrovert. I would rather not talk to anyone. <laughs> oh, gosh. But. When I'm out and I'm doing, I'm I'm just me. This is just me all the time. So like, I I used to suffer from like really bad case like social anxiety. Yeah, I didn't want to be out. So to combat that, I would just kind of like just be like, oh hey, uh, just like be super social to balance out the fact that like I hated being social. Like I was super mm-hmm. anxious about it. So then when I would tell people, be like, yeah yeah, I suffer. From- Get out of here! No, yeah. you don't. It's I'm like, I was opening up to you, dick. Like don't. <laughs> 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 it was opening up to you, but maybe not now. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's it's weird. I I ask the same two questions though to Felice every time. Like I have to do something. I was like, okay, number one, do I have to wear pants? <laughs> it's very important. Yeah. And then two, do I have to talk to anybody? <laughs> oh, I do. All right, cool. And then I, but then I can mentally prepare. For me, it's like when I come here, I tend to just stay with you guys the entire time, mm-hmm. which is hard for me because I am somebody who likes to be out. I am somebody who like I come here to get my extrovert vibes and everything so i can see people because most of my friends live across the world Mm -hmm. so it's very difficult i have to travel to see people so traveling for me is how i get my extrovert energy and but when i come here i don't tend to go out as often because driving can make me anxious especially in la yeah so my anxiety is more based around like i I don't have social anxiety Mm -hmm. but my anxiety can affect my social life because i'll be like what if this happens on the way to there what if i'm not going to find parking what if what if this happens what if the event's canceled? What if I'm late and they leave or something like oh, that? Oh, man. So it's, yeah. So it's like all these different layers of anxiety and then it affects socially, but I don't have social anxiety. So I relate to an extent. It's right. kind of like a reversed version of what you have. Man, so you drive yourself a little crazy. Yeah, a little bit. A lot of what ifs. Yeah. Which is good. I, I'm a big fan of what ifs, but like at a certain point, you have to just be like, hey, all right, enough is enough. Yeah. And that's where meditation has come super in handy for me that's good is the fact that i can focus and it's like what ifs and it's like okay all these what ifs are there you, 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 you know can't it's like dwell on every single option that it's like is. guns and roses chinese democracy <laughs> you know yes. at a certain point it's gonna be good enough you know <laughs> it, it, chinese democracy was not <laughs> i waited I what, what was it 13 i waited 13 years for this yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. maybe 13 years ago i would have been like Oh, the album's okay. Now I'm listening to it. I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like at a certain point, it's like, hey, it's good enough. Yeah. You like just... it, you can think, well, what about what if this person does it? What if this person does it? What if there's like there's so many, there's only so much that you can think. Just check mm-hmm. off a few boxes. I'm comfortable enough to move forward. I'm gonna move forward. Yeah. Well, and that was one of the things that got me here because for a while there I wasn't sure if I was still gonna come this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I think it was when you texted me and you're like, You're coming for Felice's birthday. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, I'm going. I'm going. I'm well, you, you'll it. get your your extrovertness it. out because apparently there's going to be like close to 30 people here. Yeah. Well, Yay. I'm fun. not looking forward to seeing any of you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm very excited. I don't excited. know how many of them I know. But. I, I Wait, I don't, I don't even know how many of them I know. Obviously, they're going to love me because I'm amazing. Yeah. But I, Everybody I, I, loves you. <laughs> worst case, Everybody I, loves worst you. Worst case, I'll just hang out with my dog. And me. Yeah. yeah my, well, my, part of it. Yeah, right? yeah. My, my, my dog. Like my dog and my dog. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, what's up, dog? Like, <laughs> 
So yeah, no p- parties are cool because like, you know, you meet people, you like, I don't know. I I say I don't like people and then Felice tells me you like a lot of people. I do. I like cool people. Yeah, you sound like my dad. So my dad is somebody, he's actually extrovert and mm-hmm. a lot of people think he's introverted, mm-hmm. kind of the same way as me. Uh, but he has social anxiety. And so it's kind of like He's like, what, how do I interact? What do I do and everything? But he loves people, but it's a very particular set right. of people. And one of the things that he and I talk about is we don't like large groups of people. Mm-hmm. I get very overwhelmed with large groups of people because I'm like, I need to interact with everybody. Oh my right. gosh, you I don't need to though. interact. Yeah. It's weird. It's, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, you feel like, oh, I have to. You, you don't. Yeah. Really. And that's something that's taken a long time, especially being extroverted and anxious mm-hmm. that i've had to like be like no you don't have to interact with yeah for, forever ago i would always feel like oh wait am, am i am i saying the right things like am i am right? i yeah. doing this i'm like no like at a certain point i'm cool as oh I, I was i'll drop an f-bomb we curse on this show <laughs> i'm cool as fuck so if anybody like doesn't think that hey that's on you i know how amazing that is. <laughs> so i don't have to like put on airs i don't have to like put on a show for you yeah. i could just be me yeah so if i want to hang yourself. out and i don't want to say a word that's not going to change how amazing I am. Yeah, you, know? you just get you just got to do you. Well, yeah, we're like before, be like, I haven't said anything in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to think of something to say. Well, no, I don't. I don't really. I didn't have anything to say because I have anything to say. Yeah. I want to like make up conversation just to talk. I want to like have a conversation with cool people because cool people are nice to talk to. And you want it organically. You don't want force. Exactly. And I, you know what it is in in my elder years. Uh, actually, my you know these are like the the, the best years because I can actually enjoy them better mm-hmm. because like i have an appreciation for him because i almost died yeah. i don't know if you know this or not i almost died oh god i had no idea okay cool so just in case what am i doing here <laughs> so like i i want to grow as a person as much as i can and yeah. i want to learn from other people mm-hmm. you know so i like everybody i talk to i'm like oh i genuinely ask questions because i genuinely want to understand what your story is yeah or what you feel about a certain thing you actually care i do yeah i do and then even if i'm like hey Clippers are the greatest team ever, which I believe. And I don't. So that's my favorite team. I want to know about your 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 love of your team your, and why. And then like, oh. I'll listen to that. Maybe it'll change my mind. It yeah. won't. Well, but maybe it will. Well, you will understand at least. And that's actually part of how the uh, NeuroNerds logo came mm-hmm. about is because it's based off of a superhero emblem. And I was looking at the fact that you and Lauren were doing she loves superheroes. You love superheroes. And you guys are reaching out to people talking about your stories being good like superheroes showing Mm -hmm. people like hey we're here we're doing this contacting other people that are going through it who might have not had that outlet already so that's how the logo actually came about with the double n because i wanted it to look like you slap that on a shirt it's like a superman logo oh shit yeah i love it yeah i love it eventually i'm gonna get a tattooed on my forehead no maybe not the forehead neck neck no Eh, it would be, be a little big to get all the details. Be, be between my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Look here. We, we can tattoo it on my ego. That's massive. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of space there. <laughs> no, but, but but it's amazing. So um, Bethany, I, I'm going to uh, commission. Uh, she does commissions for shoes. Yeah. She designs um, uh, uh, shoes and she hand draws mm-hmm. the, the art on the shoes. She did one of the dopest pairs of shoes I've ever seen for herself. <laughs> Like when I say the detail and the artwork is amazing, the detail and the artwork is amazing. I'm obviously going to post a, a picture, and when we air this, we'll put it like in the um, information and stuff, like where to see it, Thanks. and like to see. Oh my gosh, it's incredible! Reach out to her if you want like those things done because she's going to do. I have a pair of white bands that I never wear because they're white. I don't know. I just I don't I don't know. I just never yeah, wear. Them. I mean, 
white's good, but sometimes you just need more interesting. Yeah, they're like like white too. So like when I walk, I'm like the damn Daniel kid. It's like, oh, damn Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> I'm like that dude. Um, so like she's going to make me um, some neuro nerd sneakers. Yeah. <gasps> How amazing. I'm going to start on those today. Actually. Right. And then I'm going to um, uh, start doing neuro nerds t-shirts pretty soon, which mm-hmm. is going to be really, really cool. So you guys can all be uh, fellow neuro nerds. Yeah. I remember I told you I, I was thinking like my neuro nerd people, like because I have brain buddies with my friend Mimi. Yeah. And, like, I, I, I was I was thinking neurons because like but it sounds too much like morons. Yeah. So I was like just just fellow neuro nerds. Yeah. Because we're all we're we're all neuro nerds in some way. At least we should be. Yeah. World would be a much better place. Yes. So be. Bethany is incredible. Bethany is amazing. I love Bethany. Bethany is family. Thank you, Joe. Your family too. Oh, I'm the best, aren't I? You are. Yeah. You <laughs> so rock, Joe. So so I want to thank Bethany for being an amazing guest. I just want to thank her for being an amazing person and yeah. actually you know opening up because this is really difficult to talk to talk mm-hmm. about you know it's not a fun thing to talk about i i, I don't no, know i don't not. know anybody who's like hey you don't know what to talk about mental health and how it makes me feel and ptsd yeah, it, like it's not my personal stuff thing, but it's important to talk about it, it is find somebody to talk to find a therapist out there find the right one you know it, again it's like dating it really is you know and and i, I don't know let's let's figure it out as a people mm-hmm. you know and as always the neuro nerds we are here to help i'm representing lauren who's being amazing in her poll competition Woo. we'll have like uh, all kinds of video and photos from that which she's already posted and they make me blush because she's never wearing pants <laughs> it's <laughs> she's amazing um i want to give a, a special thanks to um avid for sponsoring the show and supplying this incredible sound i say it always i don't sound this good i don't scratchy it's awful their amazing programs make me sound this dope um i want to thank bethany you can follow bethany at buddha the two is my personal instagram or vintage lichen for my artwork vintage lichen is amazing some of the stuff she's done it's it's really like i can't even describe it like i can but it's not going to be as as amazing as actually like physically seeing it and it's like you're like vans you're off the wall <laughs> it's everything it's 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 really good she's one of the most talented people in ever like that i've Aww. ever known and i'm i'm not just saying this because like bethany's awesome she's awesome yes but i would just be like oh yeah yeah, yeah she does art <laughs> like she's one of the dopest artists you you will ever meet and she's starting to commission shoes so check her out see what she does um i'll definitely leave links to like uh her stuff check her out at vintage lichen follow me at joso rocks everywhere Follow Lauren at Lauren L. Manzano on Instagram. Follow us together at the Neuro Nerds. Um, figure uh, or um, check us out at the Neuronerds.com. Um, what else do we got? What other amazing socials do we have? No, I think that's about it. I, was say, I think that's about <laughs> it. And again, as always, the Neuro Nerds, we are here to help. We love you guys. Thank you, Bethany, so much. Thank you. And uh, as a um, uh, honorary Neuro Nerd for the episode, Neuro Nerds out. <laughs> Neuro Nerds. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 